Hello and welcome to the Rise of Her podcast. I'm your host Roxanne. I'm a mum of four, wife and business owner. This is the podcast where we talk self-development, health and wellness, mindset, balancing career and family and everything in between. Think of me as your supportive bestie as we grow together and become the best versions of ourselves. If you want to create a life that you love, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rise of Her podcast. I hope you've all had an amazing week leading up to the crazy Christmas time. I was just thinking earlier, I think I'm going to do a little episode about a few highs and lows of 2023 because I feel like I just need some time to actually reflect. And I, I wonder if you guys hearing that would be helpful. So, so that episode will be live on Monday for your Monday mini, but it will be a longer episode. So it won't be a Monday mini, but it will be Monday's episode. Now, as you guys know, it's Thursday. So we do have a guest episode and I'm going to jump straight into it. It's with Jackie Toombers. So Jackie and I actually met earlier this year at a photo shoot with Girl in the Sun and it was for International Women's Day. And when we were there, we had a bit of a chat and did that kind of thing. We got to know each other and she mentioned that her goal was to go full time into being a content creator, which was something that I was doing full time and something that she was kind of doing on the side. So it was really interesting to have a chat to her about what she wanted to achieve and where she was going with it, what she was doing. Um, and it's been amazing to watch her journey and see her grow, especially seeing the brands that she works with. And Jackie is really, really good at networking, connecting with other people. And um, she's a very authentic human being, which I absolutely love about her. So having her on the podcast today and getting to talk to her about her like recent solo traveling around Europe, her, her journey as a creator and a businesswoman and just her life in general is super inspiring. So hope that you guys all really love this episode and don't forget to share the episode on your social media so more people can find the podcast. So let's get straight into the episode. Hey, Jackie, thank you so much for coming onto the Rise of Her podcast and having a chat with me today. I'm so, so, so excited to have you on. I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for so long. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and chat about life. Yeah, you do so, so, so much. So I have a bazillion questions to ask you. (laughs) And look at you so cute with your little coffee. (laughs) I just love I'm my trying to little perk me up for the afternoon. Yeah, I should not be having coffee after eleven. Just uh, I know what you mean. I try not to have coffee after midday. Otherwise, I'm maxed out. It's not working today. <laughs> a crash. It's not working. Well, it's a dreary day. It is raining. Oh, That's okay. Yeah, trying to keep pushing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love if you could introduce yourself to the community a little bit. What you do, some stuff that you love, that kind of thing. I dread this question because <laughs> I don't even know what I do. So my name is Jackie Toombus. Let's go back. I am a qualified nutritionist. I studied at QUT. I've been in the hospitality industry since I finished my degree. I owned a cafe called Miss Bliss in West End in Brisbane. Had that for a good five years. Sold that and thought I was going to go mainly into hospitality consulting and somehow ended up in content creating and enjoying all these different things I do. So I love recipe development. I love being in the kitchen. So mm-hmm. um, for me, being creative is being in the kitchen. Um, it's also a lot of my heritage. So I've got a Greek heritage. So cooking is a big thing to me. And it's just a way for me to also share what I love with people I love. So I love hosting, which is a big thing. But yeah, I think it's just that's become a part of what I do and who I am. And in the last year, I would say content creation has taken like 70 to 80% of my work, which 
I, on reflection, I love and I wouldn't have it any other way. And there's lots of things in the works and the plans and I'm sort of just um, seeing how it goes. I'm, I'm trying. As a Capricorn, I'm usually very, <laughs> um, very methodical mm-hmm. and I'm trying to be a little bit more relaxed and yeah. go with the flow. Uh, that's a good thing to do when you're looking <laughs> for yourself, for sure. I'm very structured. I love structure, but I'm okay with things changing. It takes me a second, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. I've, and that's the thing. I've had to be okay with it. And I've, I've also learned the beauty in the other things that arise when something doesn't go to plan. And sometimes they can even be better than what you expect. I totally agree with that. So, so, so much because I feel like every time that something has gone pear-shaped for me, something better in the pipeline has come. Yeah. It's like when something bad happens, I'm like, okay, well, maybe there's a blessing on the other side. There is. There always, I'm the biggest believer in that. And I've had a lot of that happen in the last year or two. And I'm always like, no, there's a reason. Yeah, of course. I I don't know what it is. If there's, it depends on what you believe in. If there's a bigger plan out there for you that's structured. I don't know. I believe in cause and effect. (laughs) And sometimes the effect is not what we expected. (laughs) Yeah, which is okay. (laughs) So we met at the International Women's Day shoot for Girl in the Sun. How did you get asked to do that? Just curious. I've known them for ages. I've known Girl in the Sun. I actually know Zoe like through the Greek community. They had gifted me some stuff before and I adore their brands and I adore the inclusivity of their brand, which is something that in this year has been a big, like something that I've been conscious of with brands I work with. But yeah, and they asked me and I was like, awesome. Like it's in West End. I'm a local West Ender. Sure. I would love to. And I actually don't think, I probably didn't even read it probably because I'm always go, go, go. And I was like, yep, turn up this day, this time. And then it was really nice, I think, to push myself out of my comfort zone, but also to meet different people like yourself and that are in this like same content creation industry because I don't have a lot of friends in that industry. I do now, but at that point I didn't. It was just really nice. It was really good. And I think I've always said that I'm looking to make more friends to be able to bounce ideas off and just just even to support other people in the same industry. Yeah, definitely. And it's so hard when you're a content creator because, yeah, like you said, a lot of the time you're doing it by yourself. And it's so hard to meet other people who are doing it because they usually, they're doing it at home by themselves yes. just their own thing so yeah that well that's part of the reason why I started the creator hub anyway because of that exact reason yes and it's great I've absolutely loved it so far oh I'm glad I'm so glad so I remember when I met you you were like really really hyped and energetic and like you're just like this bright human being which I love and I remember you were talking about how you were doing hospitality consulting and you were wanting and thinking about going full-time into content creation which I can see that you have done, which is amazing. Because what, this shoot was in February? It was February or March? When's international? Is it March? March is International Women's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I realized already that a lot of the stuff I did for clients was a part of content. Like, I guess, I think I was always in this mindset of I guess if I don't know I, I say coming from a very ethnic family like you need to have like a job like this is your job and this is what you do and I feel mm-hmm. like content creation sometimes has a stigma behind it of yeah what it is and so I took the opportunity to be like I'm gonna own it I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna you know give it my all and go from there and that's what I did and I am loving it a lot of, like I said a lot of the work I was doing is content creation but it was with hospitality brands so I realized hey this is why am I trying to like separate these two things like why am I trying to be like this is hospitality and this is content creation so sort of merged all together and then I did my big trip to Italy so I went to Italy for six months six weeks I wish it was months um yeah 
<laughs> yeah, I'm so curious about that trip too because I remember we caught up just before you left. Yes, we did. Yeah. I think because I think I was talking to you how I wanted to move more into fashion because I was predominantly food. Yes. And I was super scared. I was like, oh, what if my audience doesn't like it? And I guess I got to a point where I was like, this is me. like my audience follow me because of me and because of what I do. And so on the trip, I started posting like random things, like outfits I wore and stuff like that. And when I would go back and look at it and look like the click throughs and stuff, I was like, people actually want to hear what I think and all those sorts of things. And then it got to a point, I think it was like second or third week into my holiday where I was waking up. Obviously, there's a huge time difference between Australia and Italy to so many DMs and the DMs from the women who were like, thank you for shit. Like whether it was, I spoke a lot about body image. So mm-hmm. one thing I noticed in Italy is that it was so body positive and I didn't realize how much it would personally, emotionally affect me and what I realized I was putting in my head about body image. And it was just beautiful, like emotional, like it is, it was literally eat, pray, love. That's what it was. And the feedback I had from my audience was incredible. I've made beautiful friends with people who follow me now from that time and me being raw and being honest about any, like even about traveling solo, even about relate, like all these things came up on my travel. And I was like, obviously I wasn't working. So I had a lot of time being solo traveler too, to post things and to post what I actually thought. And I think it was a moment where I felt so completely free. I could just, I posted whatever and whenever I wanted to, and it resonated with a lot of people. So I feel like that built me. It also showed me this beautiful community that I have surrounding me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't, I don't think I realized. And coming home, a lot of, it opened up a lot of opportunity for me. Lifestyle content. Yes, lifestyle, fashion, like just so many things. And it also made me realize, I think even with food, I was very much like, oh, this is what I have to do. Like it has to be like this or this quality or this sort of style. And I'm a very simple person. I live on my own. And so my dinners at home, for example, are super easy. Like I'm like a steak and veg girl or steak and a really nice salad, but always pull it off really well. I'm like hyping myself up. (laughs) <laughs> I, I launched a little mini series called Midweek Meals and it was all about quick, easy, simple dinners that were, you know, still delicious and it went really well. I have been slack the last two weeks because I've had a whole lot of other stuff happening, but it's going to make a comeback, I promise. And it was more, okay, Jackie, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Share the things that you would generally do. Yes. And that's what I started doing. I created a bit of a... um. I said like an equation for like the little things I would do. So whether it was the midweek meals, it was a really simple equation. So when it did come to physically creating the content, I didn't have to overthink it. It was like, I need these shots. Then this is how it rolls out. That's it. And I think there's something beautiful about consistency and about having a framework. So my midweek meals have a framework. That's Mm -hmm. it. Everything slots into a certain way. I've started doing a fair bit of like fashion content as a mid-size because I realized, and this is before I went to Europe, that I felt like there wasn't a lot of mid-size. Like I felt like I'm a good 12 to 14 and I felt like it was either one or the other spectrum. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know, people really don't want to see this. And then obviously I realized that when I went overseas that people were really asking me about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it was a beauty as well of me feeling confident coming back from overseas to be like, well, I want to share this now, um, which has gone incredible. It's been yeah. great. Um, and then, yeah, even travel and lifestyle in general, it's been really good and I'm really grateful. And I yeah. guess sitting here now looking at what I have upcoming for the end of the year, I, there's some brands I'm working with that I'm like, 
I could never even dream of that. And I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, you just get said something and you post about it. And it's like, no, like I want to create an alignment with that brand. So a brand that I'm currently working with that I'm super proud to be working with is Copper Mistake Olive Oil. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a very beautiful product. And I have now, even through DMs, chatting with the girls, the marketing, like it's just, it's just nice when people appreciate you and what you do. And I can genuinely appreciate their product and things like that. So it's been, yeah, it's been a really beautiful journey. And it hasn't just been like in saying that it hasn't, you know, at the start of the year, yes, I did say I want to take it full time, but I had also been doing this for still quite a few years on and off, not on and off, but like not as consistent or not as effectively. Yeah. Well, you had already like built some level of following as well. You had a really good community there. You just kind of had to, you had the opportunity to nurture it a little bit more, Mm. I guess. And that's exactly it. It was nurturing the community. And I think that that's sort of what that holiday did. It really nurtured that community and sort of showed them a raw side of me Mm -hmm. that they really, that I guess I sort of thought, oh, I'm just this girl, like who wants to hear from me? And I, I think that it was sort of, a bit of imposter syndrome. Oh, so many people deal with that, especially like I think as content creators, especially when you're talking about your life and what you're doing and you feel like it's really mundane and it's kind of boring and it's like, this is just what I do. But then you post about it and you realize so many people can either resonate with it or feel really inspired by it. People resonating with it is a huge thing. And when I realized that and I realized people related to me or like there were some really beautiful messages I got and I, I brought me to tears and I was like, wow, like I need to talk about this more. I need to do this more. And yeah, so it's been a beautiful journey. Like I'm, yeah. I'm very, very grateful. And I'm like, I have now a really good management behind me who are lovely and like take the time to sit down with me and be like, okay, what do you want to do? Like, what are your goals? You know, yeah. and I guess it's sort of like I can actually see those goals being ticked off. It's so great when you have a management team that does that. Yeah. Has one that's supportive and it's like you have an actual partnership instead of they just pass you work every now and then. Yeah. It's really good. And like I'll even flick ideas and be like, you know, I've also learned that, like you said, my people are interested in my everyday life. So right now doing a balcony renovation where everyone is messaging me being like, is it done yet? Are you done? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, one big thing I want to do is I, I really, you know, want to sort of, when that's done, re- redo it, redesign it myself. And that's something that I'm like, okay, I can reach out to my management and be like, these are, this is what I want to do. Who can we get in contact with to facilitate this? Because it's not just, here's our product share. It's like, I actually want to use these products. I actually want to work with these people. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, letting people know how I work with it or how I, you know. And the thing with that is you also know your worth and what you can bring to the table as well. So it's like, yeah, I would really like to work with you guys for this reason, but in exchange, I am going to give you something that you can use yes. and that you're going to love and that you have access to. I also think I didn't realize. Okay. So the one thing that made me realize was I started, I started using LTK, like just mm-hmm. on, you know, and I posted some stuff while I was away. There was this one skirt that I posted. I love it. This one white skirt I wear. And I went in and saw how many click throughs on that one skirt. And I was like, wow, like, and a good, people have been sending me photos of them in it. They're like, oh my God, I love it. It's the best. Like, thanks for sharing. And I'm like, that is so like, to, for me to be able to see that mm-hmm. it is making that impact. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is actually working. This is what I do. LTK is really, it's quite new in Australia. Like I, I'm on yes. there now too. I'm not very active. I should be though. Um, and I've seen that you're on there as well. And I think it's fantastic, especially if you're already shopping. 
oh. you can make that like little commission might as well and it doesn't cost consumers or anyone in the community anything they just shop through that link no, um, it's such a good like I actually really love it look I, I love it yeah an Android gal so yeah. the Android version on the phone is a little bit different and they mm-hmm. they're really good with helping me too they're like do you want to jump on a call more brand new foot and I'm like that's great thank you yeah no that's that's awesome I didn't know that they did that I didn't know the support team was so good the, the support's really good so I think yeah. I'll send you my contact email okay amazing thank you so much I will await that contact email I was just gonna ask you about your fashion content because I know that you I love I love your style like I think you have such a like it's like chic but it's still it's very wearable yeah it's really wearable really chic and like clean I love it because you mentioned earlier like you are a mid-sized girl as well yes but that's why I love seeing your style because I'm also a similar size so I could see what it kind of looks like and I find it really hard because like you said earlier like there's not that many mid-sized girls online yes like we especially in Australia you don't really see that no often I find even on brands on their social media and on their websites it's really hard because like I struggle I like especially now sales right most of the returns policies on sales is you can't you know return things and I'm like it's really difficult for me to shop online also like I have white hips that's just me you know um so I think it was really important for me I think reflecting when I was in Italy really made me realize as a young girl as well I've always been this sort of shape that maybe I didn't even have something to like resonate with not look up to like resonate with growing up and I think it made me think about how not upset but how much I struggled as a young girl Mm -hmm. so me being able to be like well I'm gonna share this now because there's if I felt like that then there's other people out there like that and it's yeah the amount of messages like it's just so nice like it literally makes me feel like I'm actually doing something worthy of helping people when people like thank you so much like that's exactly what I you know how I feel or what I want to see so yeah yeah there is like an emotional sense to it in behind behind it as well behind sharing content yeah and especially like fashion content for me like you know it is out of my my comfort zone I think now I'm much more confident in it than I was at the start and even reaching out like I've reached out to a few brands that I love and I said I would love to share your stuff on a mid-size and the messages I get back are actually really nice like yes there's even some brands that I've followed for ages and love but they don't share any mid-size on socials or online and as soon as I brought it up with them they're like yes let's work together that we really want to work towards this so I was like cool yeah yeah even just you're putting the idea in their head too that they didn't realize was a thing before because obviously there are a lot of I guess influencers that are you know curvier more plus size and then there's the smaller models as well but then you come to creators and influencers models that are mid-size and there's yeah like I said earlier there's not really that many in Australia that are between 12 and 14 well that I I am aware of anyway so I think that's really great that you're doing that and that you have a community of people who are like thank you so much yeah it's it's beautiful I love it you've worked with loads of different brands right like such a massive array of brands I always see you sharing such like amazing content though like it's not it's not half-assed content like it's great content I really I promised myself this year I'll start using my proper camera yeah I'm the the pure definition of all the gear and no idea I feel that me trying (laughs) to get my mic to work on this and it didn't work on my laptop because I use it on my computer my camera only usually yeah um so this year I have like a DSLR that I love using for like tripod stuff but 
when I went to Italy because I knew I really wanted to capture content over there. I did not want to take a 1.4 kilo camera over with me mm-hmm. when, you know, so I have a smaller camera Canon and I was really nervous about taking it because I was like, I haven't used this in years. Like it's going to be horrible. And I was in my head like six months out of my trip. I was like, I'll give myself time to learn how to, I did not even pick it up before <laughs> I landed in Italy. Yeah. So I learned really quickly how to use it over there and made me realize that I can, t- like, I take that in my handbag now too. So, so it's really I easy for you to use. Yeah. Quality was also like, I was sort of like, what's my point of difference? If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, what can I do? And it also works really well for user generated content I work with a lot of brands now and companies that necessarily I don't have to post the content sometimes I do just because it's something I love they have said to me we love working with you because of the high quality of content you produce so it is a little bit more like you have to you know buying setting yourself up obviously with camera tripods SD cards I use a program on I like have a subscription to a program that I use to edit I find editing on my computer 10 times easier than on my phone it's just fiddly but yeah I think I'm really proud of that and I think also as a creative I love learning new skills in that Mm -hmm. sort of way as well so I do one of my goals for next year I've already started thinking about them coming to end of year of course yeah it's November I know I know I go into this like look a very consuming thing of setting my goals and how like and then by like April I'm like let's just whatever (laughs) but um, one of the things I do want to do is really maybe do some online courses or maybe see if I could work with like shadow someone who does some you know uses a similar camera to be able to do a a few little different things but I really enjoy it but then the hard thing is because I'm doing content of myself that's a hard like you know that is very difficult yeah when you're setting up a tripod and you kind of have to hope that it's in focus that's when you get the shot but it's not in focus and yeah I I stopped using my camera when I create content for my social media just Mm -hmm. for that reason because I was having so many issues with focus yeah and I think like for me next year I definitely want to hire somebody oh Yes, um, I need to hire someone to like help me <laughs> but it's yeah no it's it's very difficult to do so sometimes people can forget how hard it can be to create yeah. content oh um, and it's, it's time consuming like yeah but I do you know at the end of the day I sit there and I go I'm in my kitchen doing something I love so I'm very grateful for it but yeah it's not sometimes as easy as some people think yes that's like a reoccurring thing with any other creator that I talk to is that yes I think people forget how much work actually goes Mm. into creating a piece of content especially something beautiful like very professional that a brand can use for marketing or whatever they decide to use it for yeah as well not just to post I was just going to ask you because you worked with Altru on their charity yeah Yeah, on their charity event over the weekend last weekend was it yeah last weekend yeah a second how did it go like how was that process so I actually um pre going to Europe I through a friend met Jessie who started Autry so she started in America okay um and she did it for eight years so what it is is they work towards um helping homelessness DV survivors youth at risk and it's something charity has always been something at the forefront of what I love to do I love to help people I guess it also comes through my cooking like I love to feed people and so I um met with Jessie she told me her story and I was like awesome love to be involved went away on my trip come back and we'll in contact here and there and then she's like I really want to ask you something and I was like yeah you know ask away and she's like will you would I'd love to ask you to be a part of the board now one of my things this year was not taking on too much because I like to take on lots of different tasks 
And I think I, I sort of stepped away for, it was even a few hours because she's like, get back to me. You don't have to answer me now. And I went away and I thought about it. And I have a very strong Christian faith. And, you know, for myself, I was like, I believe this is something that I'm meant to do is to help others. And I think I'm very grateful for the things I have. And I feel like it's sort of the least I could do. So a few hours later, I just wrote back in the email. I was like, I'm on, like, let's do this. And I think what talents can I use? What, you know, even working with some brands, I've had some brands I work with reach out and be like, how can we be involved in the next one? Um, it, it's really nice to be able to give back to people who need it most. And I think right now with the way the economy is going and the way there's more and more people struggling, being there on the day, as much as it was a hot day and it was a long day, there were a few people that really like, there were just more moments where I was just like this is where I'm meant to be so um there was one young little girl who dragged me onto the dance floor in the middle of the heat and you know dancing with me and made we have a little station of friendship bracelet making and I was making one but then I had to run off to do something come back and she had made one with her name and my name on it stop and that's I, so cute I know I actually don't have it on now because when I was filming I take everything off but mm-hmm. um I've been wearing it and it's just a little thing that reminds me of number one how grateful I am but also what I feel like my purpose is is to be able to give back in the community mm-hmm. so we will be hosting in April next year, Melbourne, and then New South Wales, and then back to Brisbane. And I think as much as it was beautiful that we were able to serve over a thousand people, it's also sad that there is an issue with homelessness and, you know, people living under the poverty line in a, in Brisbane. But I think it's something really positive that we're doing and something to help. And yeah, it's something I, like, I also get I'm very emotional, as you were probably already me talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's something really beautiful. And I also have to say thank you very much for donating. Oh, of course. But it's just, yeah, I think if I can use my platform in a way for in a positive way and the amount of people that I don't know, I do know, but I've never physically met from my, like from my social media that helped in some way was astounding like yeah I think if you're gonna have a if I have a platform I would love to use it for good in some Mm -hmm. sort of way yeah I love that so much and I love I loved watching the whole journey and the content that you were sharing about what you were doing along the way before the event and just it's heartbreaking to know how many people are struggling Mm -hmm. yeah there is beauty in the fact that you are able to help as well yeah so on that actually you do loads of work in the local community right yes always working with local brands so I do want to ask if you have any advice for somebody who's listening who wants to work more with within their local community and want to you know give back in a, in a sense what do you think would be the best thing they could do how could they start that today as you mean like charity work helping out charity or, work or even if they want to get hired by a local business to do content or something like that like how uh, I think I guess I guess my question is more like connecting with the local community I think number one I'm a very like black and white person. So I'm like, just approach people. Like there's no harm in asking. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I've really believed in in the last year is I have, I put this, I always just be afraid. Oh my God, what's going to happen? You know, what if, but what's the worst that can happen? If I, if there's a brand I want to work with and they say, no, it's not going to, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. They've, they've said no. And I've, I've had that happen. And I've had brands say no, and that's cool. That That's totally fine. And 
it's like might not be there yet and maybe that'll be something in the future. But I think the biggest thing is reaching out, having an honest conversation, always being very clear, number one. So instead of beating around the bush, I think that some people when they might get nervous to ask the question, do that. So I'm a very big person of um, outlining deliverables and being very clear, like this is what I can offer you and this is what I would want in return or, you know, that sort of thing. So I think being very clear is number one and being clear to yourself on how much you can take on mm-hmm. as well. Because I know when I first started, I would like offer so like, and then it just got to the point where I dreaded it. Yeah. Which is, it makes it so much harder to want to do it. Yes. So <laughs> I think being really honest mm-hmm. and, you know, but I think the biggest thing, yeah, for me has been knowing that what's the harm in someone saying no, mm-hmm. what's you know, the worst in that sense. So um, that's been huge for me. I'm pretty similar as well. Like I will just go and ask somebody a question because I don't like being left wondering. Yes. Like, oh, what if, oh, maybe they would say yes. Maybe they would say no. But if they did say no, then it is what it is. I at least I know about like, you then. we fester on it so <laughs> you much. You know what I mean? Make such a big yeah. deal about it in our head when it when it's not even a big deal. And sometimes um, that's the difference between, for example, a brand choosing you over somebody else or a hire, you know, as an employee, I guess, even if you have two people and one person actually asks a question like, oh, can you, can I start tomorrow? Yeah. It's the difference between getting hired and not getting hired. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really love that advice as well. All your advice is yeah, like so that's relevant. Thing. That's me being like, Jackie, stop saying yes to everything. But yeah, you've spoken like so much about your trip to Europe. Yes. Okay. Oh. So I need you to tell me more about that. I just don't even know where to start. So Italy has always been, I've always had a fond, a fond I don't know if that's the word, but I've always had a connection mm-hmm. to Italy's food and culture, not just, not the site. Like the without st- sounding really naive, like yes, the Colosseum was stunning, but to walk around the streets of Rome and the little alleys that no one at, that the tourists aren't at and speak with the locals was what was my favorite. And I think Southern Italy is very different from Northern Italy, and it's where, like I say, I left a piece of my heart in, in Puglia. Like it was just stunning. I when I got to Puglia, so I traveled on my own. Number one. Yes, um, massive. I started off in in <laughs> Greece for a family christening with like everyone from Brisbane there, which was so much fun, like mm-hmm. just an absolute hoot. But then I flew to Bologna, which is like at the top of Italy. My brother decided to fly with me. Like he's he's a wing it sort of person. We're opposite, a hundred percent opposite. He's like, I'll just get on this flight with you. And I was like, okay, number one, don't cramp my style, brother. Like, <laughs> love him. But we went there. And it was, as we were flying in, I had tears rolling out of my eye. Like I burst into tears. This is something I've wanted for years. And something, I think I was also really happy and proud of myself that this was a trip that I did. I did it, not luxury, but I did it in a way that I've always really wanted to. And I think for me, I always thought I would do Italy in this way with a partner, you know, married, that sort of thing. But I was really proud of myself for doing it on my own. And so it was like an emotional roller coaster in a good way. So did that. But when I got to Puglia after spending, I think, two weeks in the north, when I got to the south, it was different. Like the people, the first place I stayed at was a guy that I met over social media, him and his wife and two kids. And he is on Instagram, his cheese inside, which is they own one, his family own one of the last everything made by hand cheese, not factories, but cheese places 
Yeah. He never listens to this. Um, <laughs> in Puglia, and him and his wife have a cheese bar in the middle of the forest. And a cheese bar? Yeah. It is like all they do is serve up, like, do tastings of these stunning cheese. Like, you have never tasted cheese like this in your life. And they do wine tastings. And so I got a car and I drove into the middle of this forest. He's like, hey, Jackie, yeah, come. We had never met before. We were talking over Instagram. And he's like, yeah, you can stay at my house for the first, you know, because I said, oh, I'm only in that area for two nights to do his tour. He does a full day cheese tour. Got to his, the forest. There's no reception. So I'm pan. I'm like, I'm going to die. This is Wolf Creek, but in Italy. Met him and his wife with open arms. Like they hardly speak. He speaks good English. His wife doesn't speak as good. Stayed with them in their home. Like I can't, ex- I could never express the gratitude I had for him just to like, let me come along with him on a day of work and just see how things are and you know, that's why I think Puglia has that place in, in my heart. And I think mm-hmm. I then went from there and I drove to a masseria that I stayed at, which is like an old working farmhouse. And I stayed there, which is family run. I met the daughter who runs it. And we just had these conversations that I was like, this was incredible, deep, you know, honest conversations. Her mother who loves cooking and doesn't have a recipe, like everything is just like, just incredible. I did a cooking class with her mom and I, like, I still sit there and I go back through photos and I'm just like in awe of these moments I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I had this experience in Puglia where it was like a 12 days I was there and a lot of people were like, how did you find these places? I researched for like three years. So I researched so long and I found the core of what my trip, I wanted it to be was food, culture, and the essence of slow travel. I didn't want to be anywhere less than four nights. Like I was like, I'm not going to be up and down and around and all that sort of stuff. I didn't, you know, I wanted to be able to also be relaxed. So in that, in saying that, I had a lot of people reach out to me and be like, oh, how did you find these places? And I just thought, you know, I just found them. Like it just, that's what you do. And then I had someone reach out to me who is in the travel industry. And she's like, would you ever consider taking groups of women over there? Like to experience what you experience? And I never considered that. So that's one of my big Mm -hmm. goals for next year is to attempt to put together or actually do it if everything falls into place. to host some sort of I wouldn't call it a retreat but some sort of experience with a group of women in it like and I and this is the thing when I say that I like to be I would have never thought this years ago if you asked me Jackie would you ever do this I would have said no why would I do that like it didn't seem achievable I've already had people say to me, oh, I'll definitely book that. Sure, I'm coming. Yeah, it sounds amazing. So, and Especially because you shared that as well on socials with everybody that you speak to and your experience and you could tell that it had changed you. Yeah, and that's well. what I, I want people to experience that. And I, I look, I want them to experience seeing the Coliseum and all that as well. There's a beauty in understanding, I think, yourself. And like I said, even the fact of what, like the body positivity in Italy, like I have never been more confident in my life. Really? And I don't know, like, I didn't think there was more confidence to be there. You know what I mean? Like, That's so interesting. So what, what is it about Italy? that I don't, like, is- you, I think you go to the beach and you just see so many different, like I, okay, on another level, I walked down the street and the amount of men I had asked me out on a date, 
I was like, oh, really? Interesting. I was like, what does that happen in, in, in Brisbane, in Australia? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it's a different beauty standard. It is very. Really? And that's what, when I spoke to um the girl, the girl who runs the masseria, she said the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. She was like, it is so different here. Like, and I was like, wow, like very interesting. So you having those experiences over there has given you a lot more confidence when you come back over here. Oh, of course. And I've, yeah. I've made it my goal. The one thing I did, so I wrote myself like a, a few little notes. Well, like sort of journaled while I was over there. Yeah. And my words were, I want to bottle up the feeling and the confidence I have here and I want to take it home with me. Oh, how beautiful. So that's always been something that, yeah, I think I, yeah, I would love to be able to, not I wouldn't say facilitate, but experience that again with other women. Yeah. So take them from wherever they are. Yeah. And oh, no, a bit of like a tour. Yeah. What you went through. Like literally eat, pray, love, but my style. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love eat, pray, love. Oh, so much. No, I literally <laughs> felt like that was me. I was like, this is my life. I was like, I need to go and do a trip by myself. And that's like really, that's something really oh. difficult for me to sit with, like that feeling, because, you know, I have four kids, I'm married, but I had my kids. Like I had my daughter when I was 19. So I've never really, and I've never traveled before. Like I haven't been on a plane. Um, I know when you told me that, I was like. Yeah, I know. I still haven't done it. It was that. I was supposed to be my goal for this year, but I don't know if I'm going to get what, get on one in the next, what, 40 days? Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I, I did want to do that this year, but I wanted it to be an experience. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, yeah, when I've been looking at your content being like, what could I do by myself to find a part of me that I didn't know I had? Yeah. And it's yeah. not that I went search. The funny thing was in my eyes, I was like, oh, I'm going to Italy. I'm going to do cooking yeah. classes. I'm going to learn to cook. Like I didn't experience that. And I like, oh, I didn't, sorry. I didn't expect to experience what I did experience. You yeah. Know, I, I didn't expect to have. And I think one of the biggest things I realized is how much I value connection. Mm-hmm. So I connected with some incredible people over there and it was a true, like deep, meaningful connection. I sometimes feel like maybe in Australia, there's a lot of pressure on who you are and what you do mm-hmm. that we sometimes don't get to the core of connection with people we meet. I agree with that completely. And I am always like, I'm big on connection as well. And I always want to be having deep connections with people and meaningful conversations. And like you and I, we had what coffee Mm. or we had breakfast. Yeah. And it was like deep (laughs) straight away. away. Yeah. But But that's the kind of conversations that I love. Yeah. I love to get deep yeah. and I could talk for hours. So yeah, I know I'm the same. I'm the same. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think that would, I would love, I've put a, you know, the next few weeks are super busy for me, but I have said to myself, if I do want to do this, I sort of need to have it by January, February, I need to go out there and make sure people, you know, cause I also understand people who work full time need to put mm-hmm. in leave and things like that. So I think, yeah, my goal is to sort of get this out there by February if I do do it. Obviously, there's a lot of logistical things, also insurance, like all that sort of stuff. There's there's the scary side of it that I don't love. That's not the fun part. But yeah, I would really love to do that. Well, thank you for sharing like your experience because honestly, it's really, I know you were saying like we spoke about this earlier, how you forget how inspiring like your everyday things are. I know. And I know a solo trip is big. Just that in itself is huge to Europe. Yeah, it was like, I think it even took me a lot to get back into life here 
And I think I was trying, I was trying to be like, don't put pressure on yourself to have those exact feelings. Because that's a holiday. A holiday is very different from being at home. But also, what are the essence of the holiday that you love that you can bring back? So yeah, that so did you find one of those was like slow living? It was it was yeah. also so the biggest thing. And it's a very I'm a very practical person, I'm not setting an alarm anymore. So I used to be up five o'clock. I had to go to Pilates, I had to do this, I had to like I had to fit in everything of my day. But then it would sometimes be like, cool, like what you know. And I would just then find myself working constantly because I didn't have anything else, you know, to do. So now, um, also Italy, like in Europe, everyone starts their day later. That's just how it happens. So did I really? I watched it on Emily in Paris. Yes, everybody starts a lot of later. Start the day later, and it's like also, I guess, a lot of the places I went to when I was there too is the time that Italians are on holidays too. So I guess that's different. But I set don't set an alarm anymore. I wake up by six six thirty anyway Mm, naturally so that's fine I go for a walk I go enjoy my coffee like I do those little things and I'm like oh that's what I want to do sort of thing like I set myself up for my day in a way that I want to set myself up so that was one of the biggest thing practical things was not setting an alarm interesting yeah I do want to get back to solo dinners I want to take my I want to make myself go out to a solo dinner like once a month like to an actual restaurant like that is the most I don't know why I found that like the most confronting thing oh yeah I, like I do it now like eat by myself but I don't know why that's such an intri- like a strange thing to, for people to do no I don't you're like I'm yeah. and I had a lot of people be like oh so it's just you and I'm like yeah it's me I'm traveling solo it's just table for one please lunch is different dinner is more intimidating okay what do you find intimidating I don't know dinner? I don't know is it I'm like you like, feel like someone should be there I don't know like I'm like do I look like a loner but then I'm also like, I don't care what other people think. Like, I'm going to do it. You know what? One time before Christmas, I'm going to do it. I'm going to book a nice restaurant. I'm going to get dressed up and I'm going to have a solo dinner. Have you been to Honto? I love Honto. Oh, my gosh. Okay, good. <laughs> love Honto. I, every time I say that to someone, I'm like, have you been to Honto before? I'm like, oh, no, no, I haven't. I love Honto so much. Have you been to my favorite Italian at the moment. There's two Italians I love, Moscone, okay, which Never is been. in off just off James Street, and the other one is Settimo in the Western Hotel. Okay, yeah. Oh, I reckon I could do Moscone on like a Thursday night dinner by myself. That would be cute. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna check them out. I trust your recommendations on food. Oh yeah. And Definitely. places to eat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I 100%. feel like I've got a good palate. Well, you've lived in Brisbane for quite some time, hey? Oh, yeah, pretty much my whole life. I just, um, I lived in Canberra for a bit. My mum lives in Canberra. So when I was in high school, I lived in mm-hmm. Canberra for a little bit and then back to Brisbane. Yeah, okay. Because I haven't, I've lived in Brisbane for about a year and a half. Really? Yeah. So I'm like looking for restaurants to eat at all the time. Oh, okay, not, I'll I give you a whole rundown. Like when you picked that place we went out for breakfast, I was like, it's going to be good. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was I always think about that like was it like the potato thing they brought out oh, the hash brown yeah. oh that was and that was like a bonus they were like oh here's a hash brown we were like yeah yes. thank you so much it was delicious it was um, so delicious so and the good. coffee's good there too yeah the coffee was good I yeah really enjoyed that are you ready for some rapid fire questions yeah let's go <laughs> let's do this okay so I'm gonna ask you these questions and you just answer them in a sentence or less. Okay. So question number one, what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning? My family. Usually, to be honest, it's my Nia calling me at 6.30 in the morning because she wants something from the grocery. So yeah. being very practical, that's literally what gets me out of bed. <laughs> I think it's my, like, uh, yeah, my day consists a lot around my family, like, 
just before this call, I had lunch with them all downstairs at her house. So yeah, there's always something happening in my family and I'm very okay. grateful for that and their support. So I think that's definitely something that gets me out of the bed in, in the morning. Question number two, what is the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, you need to dull yourself down. I was told once to not tell any men that I met that the business I owned was my own to say them it was my father's business that I worked in. So they weren't intimidated. That sounds like a them problem, not a you problem. (laughs) I was like, that's a no. Question number three, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Know your worth. Question number four, what is the most rewarding thing about your business? I think it's getting to, like, depending on what part of my business it is, getting to see things implemented and see people enjoy them and happy and yeah, just enjoy what I do. So whether it's a recipe that someone said they cooked and they loved it or they shared it with their family and their family loved it or an outfit that someone bought and said it made me feel so confident in that sort of sense, that's what I love. And number five, what was your dream job when you were younger? I think I wanted to be an air hostess. I've never done it and I do not love flying. So I don't know where that (laughs) came from. Oh no, wait, there was also a hairdresser because my dad actually registered the name of the salon I wanted as like a joke. So did you feel like you would have had to be a hairdresser to take that on because he did that? No, I never, it was like hilarious what he did, but me and my cousins were going to have a hair salon, the three of us. And none of us would love doing that these days. Well, thanks for answering this question. No worries. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I've actually loved talking to you so much. I feel like our conversations flow really easy, which is the best. Oh my God, it was so much fun. I just felt like, yeah, we just having a good old yarn. Oh, it's so good. And I had like, I'm glad that I had you on because you, like I said earlier, I had so many questions that I wanted to ask you. So we'll probably have to catch up again soon because you'll have a thousand other things to tell me. Let me find another restaurant or breakfast place and we'll go try it. Oh, yes. Let's do that for sure. Do you want to share with whoever's listening where they can find you if they want to go follow you on socials? Sure. Find me at Jackie Toombus and also www.jackietoombus.com. I have lots of my recipes there, all my life stuff. Come along for the journey because it's great fun. You've got Italy guides on there too, right? I do. So there, I have an actual email list where I release monthly different things. I released all my Italy guides but you can just sign up you get them sent to you this just won't shut up (laughs) anyway so if you sign up to my email list you can get um your hands on italy guides but i also send out like different content every month like exclusive stuff that i don't um post on socials amazing okay yeah i will let you go because your puppy's barking oh my god he's killing me (laughs) thank you for having me thank you so much for being on the podcast i appreciate you so much Thank you again for listening to the Rise of Her podcast. I am a one-woman show, so if you have a moment to leave a review, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you again, and bye for now.